Hey friends, you're about to listen to a live that I did with my teacher, Melissa Tears on Instagram, where we give you the lowdown on how a hypnotist approaches addiction. Sorry in advance for the not great audio quality we blamed our iPhones, but I think you're going to find this conversation fascinating. Have a listen. We're talking about addiction and we're talking about a hypnotist's addiction protocol. And I was thinking about this, how this hypnotist, this, this hypnotist, yeah, this <laughs> hypnotist. Thing, it's um, not standard. <laughs> it's for people who are struggling with some type of addiction or are a practitioner who wants to be more effective, a lot more effective in helping um, your patients or clients with addiction or for someone who has a loved one who struggles with addiction and wants to be able to be more help to them. And I think pretty much everybody falls into one of these categories, probably. Well, we can we can widen it out even further, right? Because plenty of things that we don't typically think of as addiction, and yet people feel compulsive around or yep. it's a habit that I do and I just can't stop doing it, even though I want to stop doing it. It could be anything from you know, scrolling on social media, even when you tell yourself every night, you're not going to do that thing, me. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to get off the screens two hours before bed. That's my goal. And then I'm like, you know, playing word games with, you know, Hold on. <laughs> I think you're bringing up something really interesting, though, because you and I joke all the time about our compulsive things that like we can't change. Like you always joke about yourself and your coffee um, and, you know, and, and like the things that you just, oh, I just like, what's the difference? I think it's important because I, I sent an email about this. I feel so strongly about it just because something is like compulsive or it's like an addiction and it's not like maybe not the healthiest thing in the world. It doesn't mean you have to change it. Like right. not every compulsive addict, addictive thing is bad and you have to like heal it, overcome it. Like, no. I think people here, I think it's worth, like, I would love to hear you talk about this. Like, when can you just like have a habit, even if it's not the most virtuous well, the thing truth in the world? Well, the truth is yeah. whenever the fuck you want, you know? I mean, that is the answer. When can you have a habit that you don't have to change? Now, right? So we talked about my coffee. I literally travel with my espresso machine. You know, that is like, it's, it's important to me. <laughs> and when I don't have it in the morning, I'm not happy. That's my thing. I'm totally addicted to it as far as a chemical dependency goes, right? I mean, if I don't have coffee, I'll get headaches and things like that. So there's a certain level of like tolerance that we would call that. Most people wouldn't refer to that to an addiction. But then we have this weird game of like semantics and, and, and defining terms and what is addiction, what is not addiction at this point a lot of people will switch that to substance abuse disorder or things like that. But we have this wide range. So as you know, there's a lot of things I do that maybe, you know, are not, are not the healthiest, but it's my choice to do it. And sometimes it feels like I don't have a choice, but I always know if I wanted to change something, I change it. I've changed many things in my life. Yeah, and I've been addicted to more things than most people have ever sampled, you know, so I have that kind of personality and I usually know where to focus it 
to focus that energy but i'm not giving up my coffee like ever um you know the only reason i don't smoke pot is i don't like it anymore it didn't 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 work for me anymore and you know it took me almost a week of knowing that i wanted to change it before i just said what the hell am i doing and then stopped using some of my techniques you know whenever i felt that compulsive tendency towards so as far as the question of you know when is it when is a bad habit or when is even an addiction something that you don't have to change and i'll say whenever you don't want to change it like i know people that smoke now the whole world knows this is you know seriously cutting down on your 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 lifespan the whole the, the world knows the science is pretty much conclusive and yet if you're a smoker and you enjoy it that is your choice you I, choose i think that's a part that almost like nobody talks about and this is not what you're teaching like it's what you're teaching tomorrow is how to quit when you want to quit oh and how totally. to be super effective at helping somebody quit when they want to quit but i think this layer is important because i think as much shame as you can take out of how you think about this as much like le- like permission and legitimacy you can give yourself to, you know what this might not be the healthiest thing in the world but life is not all about being healthy and I'm, yeah. i like it and i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna, I think gonna that- eat another piece of chocolate because i like chocolate it's yummy my choice exactly you know like so th- so there's that too um i i do want to address something though that is you know, kind of thrown around a lot in, and even something that I kind of participated in for years when I was first starting out, which is this idea that, well, I can't help anyone that isn't absolutely ready to quit, right? Like, you know, I used to drill people. They'd call me, can you help me quit smoking? I'll say, why do you want to quit? Well, it's bad for me. And I would say, well, you live on a fucking you know under a rock what you're just finding out is bad for you why now why do you want to quit now you know and i would literally give them the third degree because i wanted people that have are ready to quit well obviously (laughs) that was probably a bit more of me wanting to make sure that my success rate you know that i was successful at helping them but truly when people come to me i'm like where are we at if you're not ready to quit that's that's your choice i can show you some cool techniques that'll stop a craving this way if you're on a plane or you're somewhere where you can't smoke or you can't do the drug then at least you can relax you can deal with some of the emotions that come up that you're you know looking for this to help with you know but you do you you know we all have our things that's yours that's one of my favorite things about what you're going to teach because it's not so black and white. It's right. not like this binary of like, you have to be super committed. You have to want it. You have to be dedicated to quitting or we can't help you. You have to want it so badly or we can't help you. Like everybody on the spectrum, like wherever you are in the quitting journey or even the contemplating journey, there's something you can be helped. There's something that's going to take the pressure off. That's gonna, there's something that's going to help to rewire your brain right and that way like there's so many entry points where we can like move people in a better direction right and if or, if or you are, ourselves right because yeah. there's this other piece too which is 
you know, I get emails all the time. My son has been using this or, you know, my spouse is just blah, 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 blah. And really I, I say, look, you need the session. You, you know what I mean? You need the session so that you're not so reactive so that you can live in, in the way you want to live. Right. It's like Sometimes. people get addicted to worrying about somebody else's addiction and it like pulls them down. Mm -hmm. And it one, it feels terrible. And two, it's not actually helpful at all to the person who's struggling with addiction. Right. So there's there's a bunch of things and there's a bunch of paradoxes. I know that you and I talk a lot about being able to hold, you know, some some paradoxes, which is, you know, there's so many at play here. Because, you know, I feel for, you know, the mother that contacts me and says my teenager is, you know, is, 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 is really caught in a cycle and I don't know what to do. And can you help? You know, when it's a teenager, it's like, well, does, do they want to, do they want to see me? You know, I mean, but the truth is, as soon as I'm in a session with that teenager, that's my client, not the mother. And so, so if the teenager says, I'm cool with it. She's overly dramatic. You know, I'm just smoking pot or whatever. Then I, that's my client. What? Okay. So what else do we want to do? How about I show you some cool tricks for your mind? How about I show yeah. you how to get high without needing drugs? It's much cheaper. You know, like I will side with them. So you have to really, you know, 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 know what you can do and the, and the help you can offer. But a lot of times also, it's helping people that are caught in the treatment industry and all of those myths. And a lot of it is just busting down those myths, right? You know, when people are like, oh, you know, they have a disease and I'm like, well, you might want to read this and you might want to read this and you might want to read this and you might want to find out that, you know, their brain is working perfectly. It's designed to do this, you know, and here's how we can break the cycle. So, also, there's well, that's, hold on, pause there. That's so interesting, though, right? Because you said what people think is that a disease of addiction is actually their brains working exactly as a human brain is designed to. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, you know, your your brain is a, is a, is a learning thing. Neuroplasticity happens when we learn, and it learns what's important it learns what's relevant everyone talks about like dopamine you know and, and the reward circuitry well it's not necessarily that dopamine says "Ooh, this feels good dopamine says this is important mm -hmm. <laughs> whether it feels good or bad is not mm -hmm. necessarily what your dopamine is saying it it, it you know it, it kind of appears when something needs to be deemed as relevant important and uh, thrown into memory, right? And this is how the the brain kind of learns, and it it starts to it, it's always trying to save energy, your brain, because it uses a lot of energy. So anything that can start to be streamlined and automated will, you know, the the brain will use that because it, it saves energy. So what starts to happen is, and I mean we're just talking about the mechanics here, but you know there's deeper levels to this which is the meaning making and the connection and, you know, the, the history of, you know, trauma or various things that make one person more prone, you know, to wanting 
to dive into uh, this particular drug or this uh, numbing activity or self-soothing activity and another person doesn't. So we can't ignore the history, the, you know, I, I was just reminded of something um, and I'll, I'll, I'll come back around to answer, you know, how your brain is doing exactly what it's meant to do. And that is to learn and to synthesize things and to make what is important start to get all of the energy. So even the things that you used to enjoy doesn't necessarily get, you know, those get co-opted to turn towards the the new focus. You know, it's it's a real narrowing of 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 attention. It almost becomes very rigid. Your brain gets caught in a very rigid firing cycle. And so that's why it feels really hard to quit sometimes. You know, it just seems so automatic. And that's why we teach these quick pattern interrupts to get the fuck out of that, that, that group, you know? But there's that deeper level, which is, you know, what, what does this person need, you know? And, and the, the rat park study, you know, where we know that if someone is in, if they put a rat in a cage with two choices, you know, food or a drug, it will go for the drug, you know, because it's a rat alone in a cage. Who wouldn't? But when they enrich the environment, enrich the cage with other rats and toys and games and food, they rarely touch the drug. And maybe they will once in a while, just for the buzz, like we, like many people do when they socially drink or do drugs and it's not a big problem for them. So you really have to look at your client in a more holistic way and say, what cage are they in? You know, is it the job? Is it the home life? Is it this? So the protocol, while it has a lot of mechanistic feeling kind of interrupts, and this is the way to, you know, to, to shift the brain out and, you know, and hop over to here and, you know, balance the brain and induce different altered states to compete with the altered state that the brain is trying to go for. So there's that. There's also the deeper levels, which is, you know, who is this in front of me? What do they need? And that's one of the things um, you and I have talked about with uh, Johan Ahari's uh, great book, where he says, you know, the opposite of, um, what is it? The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. The opposite of addiction is connection, right? So it's so good because, you know, people need meaning. So what, um, what I was reminded of today is they, they did some research on different Native American tribes and suicide rates. And there were some that where it was like, you know, 10 times the national rate. In, in certain tribes of, of, of young, of teen suicide. And yet there were pockets, there were different tribes where there was zero suicide. And so they really wanted to investigate what were the big differences. And the big differences was having um, a traditional kind of narrative, a meaning, uh, you know, that says, I am a part of this tribe. Here is the history of the tribe and my place in it. And, and the the tribes that had high suicide rate had none of that. They, you know, they're just watching TV. They're just like they've lost. They, you know, not lost. But it was really stolen. We all know that it was stolen from them. And so, what people are really searching for is meaning. You know, we always come back to this, right? 
a search for meaning in your life. Meaning connectedness to something that's bigger than you. Right. And and that's why you know that I have a lot of problems with traditional treatment programs. You know that I'm always looking through a, a hypnotic lens to see where the bad suggestions are, the bad presuppositions inherent in this model and how it can get people caught. Some of the things that help, right? Like you've you've heard me, you know, uh, be not happy with a 12-step program because I think some of those steps are downright dastardly. But it fosters meaning in people's life. They get to look at the 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 one of the things that people get caught on is a very we we have a what's called now appeal right that is the 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 source of addiction you know it's like a combination of now appeal which is i want it now right think of the marshmallow test remember with the kids right most of the kids had to eat the marshmallow a rare few could put it off and get the two right so it's it's that now appeal that our brain is always going for the immediacy and so one of the things that has been really proven to help is to really slow things down and elongate. And that's where that information about the tribes come in. Why? Because they could see a longer story arc, a longer, where, does, where do we fit in? Whereas someone in the throes of addiction, whether it's gambling or porn or drugs or alcohol, it's almost like they're stuck playing a, a GIF. GIF, GIF. G-I-F. I know, but people say it's pronounced GIF. No, 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 and, I know, but I'm just, people are like, right. what, what are we talking about? G-I-F, right, right. <laughs> the things that like go again and again and right. again, like a simple... And so that's the thing, you're just focused on the high, you're just focused on the drug, you're focused on the hit. You're focused on the chocolate. You're focused on the, right? And a lot of what I always have been doing my whole hypnotic career is elongating the movie, right? Mm, Because even if first it was always about elongating it into the future, right? It was like, okay, we're going to go beyond the hit because now you're going to wake up and you're going to realize all your money is gone, right? Your wife is leaving you. Your kids are disappointed and you can't pay the bills. Like we never think that far ahead. But what a lot of the research indicates is more what I've been doing the last few years, which is elongating the movie in both directions so that you can now kind of see the story arc and move into the future. So, you know, I mean, sorry, I'm just going off. No, no, no. Oh my gosh. If you're like, where can I learn more about this? The answer is <laughs> we are tomorrow. doing a, a, a full-length workshop on this tomorrow. Um, when is it? An Eastern time? Um, Thursday? Is it it's seven? Seven to nine Eastern time. Seven to nine Eastern time Thursday tomorrow. Um, in less than twenty-four hours. This is just the beginning. We have just Melissa has just begun to uh, scratch the surface of. Uh, of the oops um of this uh, addiction mm. protocol we, we can just keep going on and on but can we just like distill it down really simplify like what are people going to be able to walk away with at the end of the two hours like super simple bullet points all right well so you're going to walk away with a, a kind of a, a system right a system where if it's all you got is workable 
like you can break most habituated patterns, right? But so you're going to get that, right? That's my goal. But you're also going to get a broader view of this thing we call addictions, which truthfully, I don't usually use that term, except when I need, you know, the title so that the people that need it will find it, right? That's why we call it the addictions protocol. But really, I just consider this tenacious habits, you yeah. know? And I really feel like it's important to understand that because addiction has so much fucking baggage, yeah. you know? When really it's just a habit. One person's habit is fine for them. Yeah. Another person, you know, so as we said in the beginning, not all habits, you need to quit. You don't need to quit anything, really. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm a real believer in your choice. You know there's drugs I consider much better than others. <laughs> I would say smoke pot over using some of the, you know, psychiatric meds, that's for sure. But you know what I mean? So we all have our... We all get to pick and choose and it's always yeah. your choice. So the bullet point is you're going to get like maybe three or four different ways to stop a craving, but also to stop the emotions that lead to the cravings or accompany the cravings. You're going to get a way to kind of recondition in how you want to feel instead. And you're going to get hopefully a broader view on how to Think about this. So if it's a family member or even yourself, to understand that you don't have a disease, you've got a beautiful brain that is not only working beautifully, but the cool thing about neuroplasticity is they've discovered that people that have um, changed an addiction, gotten over an addiction, right? The areas in their brain devoted to like strength, discipline, like willpower, actually are denser than people that have never had to overcome an addiction. So on one level, your brain is actually better. Equipped it is better, you say. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just want to, I don't want like, people yeah. to be like, oh shit, I better, I better get an addiction Pick up so an addiction. that I can optimize my brain. But I'm just no, saying I mean, that. Nobody, you know, nobody would say that you know, struggling with addiction is, is a fun thing it's, it's it's it can be really really painful for a lot of people devastating yeah devastating yeah and you know life-threatening life-ending all these things and we've got something that is really going to help yeah so tomorrow it's free the entire class is free um no strings attached seven to eight uh, no seven to nine eastern thursday p.m obviously be there. Um, I'm going to save this live. And um, if you can't make it live, you're going to get the replay. So there's literally no reason not to sign up. We're here for you. And we want this to help as many people as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's the reason we're we're doing it for free so that as many people can have access to it as, as possible. There's just there's too many people struggling and suffering needlessly. You yep. know, there's yep. simpler solutions. Yeah. Amen. All okay, right. so we'll see y'all tomorrow. I'll see you, honey. Bye. 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 Hey, depending on when you're listening to this, the registration to attend the class live or the link to get the free replay is going to be available in the show notes. So go find it, sign up right now. We'll talk to you soon.